What's happening everyone? We are hanging out here with the legendary Steve Cavallero and uh, really excited and honored to have this dude here and just kind of uh, wanted to get some insight just into the longevity that you've had in the skate world and just truly living out your dreams. Um, for Motivational Monday, we can motivate the people and uh, just give them a little insight into your world. Thank you. Um, what do you want to know? Oh, uh, I just, <laughs> I think it's amazing. I mean, like you've just got that, continued to have that youthful enthusiasm. One of the questions I get asked all the time, I'm only 25 and people that aren't in the skate world, they're always asking me, well, how long do you think you'll be able to skate for? And then I look to people like you and I'm like, Skating such a young sport still that like there's guys in their 50s doing it. Yeah. Well, I'm 55, and when I was probably around 17, I had a friend of mine tell me what I was gonna do when I turned about 21, 22. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you like? What do you mean? He's like, well, you're not gonna be a professional skateboarder because no one has a career after you know mm -hmm. in their in their mid 20s. I'm like, shoot, I don't I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna do, but. I'm not really going to focus on that. I'm just going to focus on having a good time and skating and progressing and just kind of go with the flow of the industry and, and what's happening and fast forward, you know, over 35 years later, I'm still skating and still consider myself an athlete and a professional skateboarder in my own sense of uh, not so much competing with the younger guys, but um, out there promoting products, promoting the industry promoting the longevity of the sport and just kind of taking a lead role as far as uh, showing how long um, a, a person can hold a professional career and still be an influencer in our industry. And that's based on just, uh, for one, having a, a positive mental attitude. I've always had mm. that positivity of like kind of going with the flow of things and not trying to fight stuff. Um, not trying to make skateboarding go the direction that I want it to go. Um, Just kind of embracing it for what it is. Embrace and everything. And, you know, this might sound kind of weird or lame, but I'm actually a pretty trendy person and I go with the trends. Uh huh. And I don't fight them. And because of having that attitude as a, a person that follows trends, I w I've been able to have a longevity in the sport and kind of mold myself into any situation that the sport has brought itself into. Right, but still while remaining true to yourself, I feel like you hold that as a very important thing. There is the skate culture and there's been times and trends where everyone's kind of doing the same tricks, running the same style, but in that piece, like you're still able to adapt, but not fully in a sense fit like another, just another dude. Like you've held your own and had your own kind of man, that's Stevie Cab, your own unique style and your own unique sauce, you know, if you will, well, to what you add. I mean, I think as a skateboarder, it's an art form, so I think we're all artists in, in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I know what I like, yeah. and I know the tricks I like to do, and I, like, I know how I want to show showcase myself doing them. So that's what distinguishes my style and the way I skate. You know, um, people like a lot. People say like, "Oh, you're so smooth." You know, you make it look so easy. Well, I'll work on a trick until it feels easy, right? And it feels smooth, and that's why my style kind of represents that. Mm -hmm. um, I won't just land anything and throw it in, or you know, look sketchy. And if it did was sketchy, um, I would do it over, right? And, and so, and I think that 
skateboarding looks its best when you can push it to the most extreme limit. So like if you're doing like a regular 5-0 grind, I'm not satisfied with just doing it like a half a block or one block or two blocks. I want to go three, I want to go four, I yeah. want to go push it as far as I can and then that kind of starts to represent who you are and, and how you skate, mm -hmm. you know, and that makes your style, you know, so I've always been like try to slide the longest rails, try to grind the farthest, you know, uh, try to do the highest air. Right. You know, and that's just been, you know, my my choice of how I want to represent myself. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I think what you talked about again in the beginning, too, was just really powerful. When uh, the guy asked you, what are you going to do at 21? You can't do this forever. But you were just talking about being in the moment mm -hmm. and really just embracing it again for what it is, but also just like not looking too forward into the future but also kind of having a game plan but being diligent in the task at hand that's opened up the doors to where you're able to create a career and kind of customize your future in that way well yeah i mean i've always had that attitude i think i got a lot of wisdom at a very young age to just kind of just be in the moment mm. and not focus too much on the past where I, I i'm still living in the past and i wish it was like back in the day and I never really focus too much in the future, like, oh, worry about it, like, oh, what's going to happen in the future? Right. So I used to always just kind of embrace the moment, and in that way you can focus really hard on what you're doing, and uh, you can get stuff done, rather mm -hmm. than it taking longer than, than it needs to be, or not progressing to that next level. Um, but yeah, you know, that's pretty much been my attitude. That's awesome. Have you found it easier to kind of move on throughout the years with that or has it gotten different with all the different technologies and social media and all this different stuff that's out there right now um i think you know um i've been put in different situations my whole life as far as um where the industry is going and how we can promote ourselves to be relevant and like I said, I'm a trendy dude, so I just kind of go with what, what's going on, you know. If, if street skating was the time in the 90s, and that's what all everyone was doing, then I needed to, you know, put myself in that mindset of becoming a street skater mm. and focus on that. And, right. And that's what I did, um, you know. And then when Vert and Bowles kind of came back, I kind of um, put the street board away and got back into uh, riding a different board and riding bowls and ramps again. So, um, you know, I think I was at my prime at street skating when I was 35 years old. That's incredible. <laughs> I was doing some pretty crazy stuff in the year 2000. Wow. That 35, yeah. is that when you did that handrail? Yeah. Wow. And how many stairs? Um, well, the, the longest one I did was, there was 22 double length stairs, so it was equivalent to 44 stairs. 44. But there was this one rail I tried that was, I put a launch ramp up to it because it was way too high to ollie onto it, but I wanted to get on it anyways. Yeah. And I, it was nine stairs, it kinked, then it went curved about 20 feet, and then it went down 13. And I made it all the way to the curve down the 13, and then I stuck it. Uh, stair at three. Oh no. And I fell all the way at the bottom and that's actually in tilt mode army video number two. Okay. Um, it's, it's in there, the slam. So you made, you made it around the corner though. Yeah. And that's I started, insane. I started going down and wow. um, I was committed. Yeah. You know, and at age 35, 
And after slamming on, that was probably the third rail I slammed on that year. I just said, you know what, this is not worth it anymore. I'm like, <laughs> I'm over it. Like, yeah. I'm over it. I don't need anything to prove yeah. anymore. Because um, when you when you take gnarly st slams consecutively, you kind of start to think about like, is this worth it? <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and so I thought, you know, I did uh, enough to prove myself as a street skater. And I just kind of just kind of hung it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. and just kind of went went back into safer mode. Not that vert skating and bowl skating is any safer, but at least you got pads. You on. got pads on <laughs> a little bit transition to slide out. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, and it's funny, you know, I make a joke about an Instagram, like I hashtag street cab, you know, and I talk in a third person with it, and yeah. people in the 90s don't, you know, because it was kind of small, people really don't know that I street skated, mm. you know, back then, so I like to throw out little video parts, or even just relearn some of the tricks I did yeah. um, at 55, and just show like, hey, I can still do this stuff. That's amazing, know? yeah. But it, in my head, I can still do it, but just got to get the, the muscle memory back, and yeah. Um, I think if I have any advice for kids or even like, you know, grown-ups um, within our sport, the one thing that I regret the most is not staying limber. Okay. Yeah. And so taking care of yourself. Yeah. Just taking care of your, your muscles and, and making sure that they're flexible, mm -hmm. you know, because I found out that around age 30, 35, it's getting harder to bend down and grab my board and that was due to not stretching okay. and not taking... Um, being an athlete serious 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 enough because when you're a kid you're pretty flexible but when you start getting old you start getting tighter and tighter and tighter and, the injuries um, add up and yeah yeah so you know um, you don't skate as much so you know especially when I was doing a lot of street skating I wasn't bending down a lot and stretching and grabbing you're you know? just using you're the just kind of using your feet mm -hmm. you know so I lost a lot of that mobility um, and I didn't take it seriously, and, and now I've been trying to take it seriously in my 50s, mm -hmm. uh, trying to get back to that 80s flexibility so I can grab a stalefish again. I can grab a method uh, lean or, right. or a melon grab. and um, You know, because in my mind, I, I still feel like I can do all these tricks in the 80s. I just physically, I can't. Right. I remember a couple of years ago, <laughs> you were talking about that, like, man, I just literally can't reach down to grab stalefish yeah. anymore. So what, what did you kind of do to kind of get yourself back in that position? Uh, I've been doing yoga. Okay. Lately I've been doing a lot of hot yoga, um, but I actually got a membership this time, so I'm pretty serious about it. You know? That way you and, can uh, hold yourself accountable? Yeah, because it's like I, I, I've done yoga in the past, but I'm not conditioned enough and I'm not, um, I'm too lazy to actually do it on my own. I need to go to a place right. and, and do it where there's people around. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just not, not um, conditioned enough to yeah committed well it's hard because it's like you can kind of be like all right yeah i got that leg a little bit you know i got this one and like not go all the way in whereas if you're in a class it's like all right we're all in this together you're dedicated yeah. you know and i'm a i'm a father as mm -hmm. well so it's like i would love to wake up an hour earlier and stretch and everything but like i'm like wait how much longer can i sleep until i get get the kids up yeah and i gotta make them breakfast and then i gotta drive them to school mm -hmm. and it's like i don't have time to stretch yeah you know right so I don't know. And then I, you know, had to meet you guys here, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, I'm on a time schedule. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm still, I still feel young at heart and I still feel like I have some things to prove even in my 50s that, you know, you can still skate in, in our age mm -hmm. and still be healthy. And I've watched um, my health and I've 
focused on eating well and, and uh, taking care of my body and not, you know, abusing it with substances. You yeah. Know? Um, so um, I've been pretty good at that for over the years. So that's why I've been able to maintain and focus um, physically and mentally mm -hmm. um, on a positive note. And what's kind of driving you to want to do that? Is it just to continue to push and see how long you can keep performing at a top level? Um, or? Well, I mean... I, I feel like when I first got sponsored, I feel like it was a very, very awesome opportunity that's been given to me, and I did never have never wanted to lose it since I was 15. Right. You know? So you want to kind of honor and cherish what yeah, you got. Yeah, I man, I appreciate everything that's been given to me. Uh, I've, I'm flattered that I'm, I'm still wanted in the industry, that, that people still want me associated with it, so I yeah. don't take, take it for granted. You know, so um, I, I still, you know, I try to live a professional life and, and be as professional as I can and have a lot of integrity, mm -hmm. you know, and people honor that and they respect that and they want you to, they want to associate with you if, right. if you carry that persona on that personality. Um, so that's why I've always tried to help hold that positive, you know, outlook and, and um, that people can trust trust me to, to be professional mm -hmm. you know about it well that's what's amazing because I mean there's been people that have come and gone through the years but you've kind of always again been around in the industry whether it be in the street days and the park days and now in the like kind of legend series days and yeah. it's just cool to see that you're there but not only are you there but you're also continuing to add to it you know what I mean I mean I try and then also you know I'm a role model for kids mm -hmm. you know look that look that look up to me and I'm also a role model to my own children yeah. as well so it's really a blessing for me to actually be able to skate with my kids and that's amazing share those same yeah. passions you know and uh obviously it's something that you'll probably experience when you know later on in life and, mm -hmm. um but there's no better thing than seeing my own child uh, follow the same passions and then um seeing them learn tricks that i learned when i was younger mm -hmm. and uh and something that sh I can share with my family. Right. You know, um, y'all can go to the skate park together and just enjoy a nice afternoon. And, oh, the yeah. best feeling ever. You That's know, when, incredible. When my son Caleb says, "Hey, let's go skate, Dad." It's like I drop everything, <laughs> even if I'm if I have to do the bills. I'm like, "All right, let's go. I'll take you to the park." Yeah. You know, and then he'll he'll be watching me, and then I'll be watching him, and he's trying to. I can see him. He's like like seeing if I'm watching, you know, and then I'm not watching, then he'll come back and be like, hey, Dad, look what I learned, you know, can you come and film it? And I'm like, yeah, so I sit there and yeah. film it, and then he lands something, and I'm super proud, and then I want to post it and yeah. show everybody, hey, look what my son's doing. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so, cool. Yeah, and so you're coming off of a bit of an injury. Yeah, man, I broke my femur eight months ago. The femur, that is so <laughs> gnarly. Yeah, um, oh. I, have, I have another love. And that's motocross, and um, you know, I, when I get into something, I get into it really hundred percent, and I want to experience everything about it, and yeah, and experience it to its fullest mm -hmm. level, and uh, learn all about it, and um, progress at it um, to the point where I'm, you know, jumping huge jumps and going as fast as I can. And the more and more I spend time with the bike, 
it started to feel like skating to me. I started to feel like one with the bike, like I have with skateboarding. Really? Yeah. Wow. And things got easier. And yeah. I started taking more chances and started doing more things that are gnarlier. Yeah. Because it's just like that next progression, it's, it's a little risky, but yeah. the reward's and, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, and at the levels that I'm riding, there's consequences. Right. And the same with skateboarding. The levels that we skate, there's consequences. Absolutely. But... I never think about that skating. I never really? think about breaking anything. Yeah. You know, or that's gonna happen. And yeah. I got to a point riding my dirt bike, I didn't think I would ever break anything. Mm. You know, but lo and behold I made a mistake, went over the bars, woke up with a broken femur and I've been dealing with that for the last uh, eight months and it's been a it's been a hard hard road, you know, but um a lot of people have said that I've come back pretty quick right you know, I don't really know the time mm-hmm. schedule that it takes to come back from a broken femur yeah but um, it's a thing that you have to come back physically and mentally mm-hmm. and I feel like it's harder to come back mentally than physically I, I feel like if, if there's something in your your brain your thought process that that's gonna keep you thinking about the injury and thinking about what can happen then you're never going to progress to that next level right and I feel as a skateboarder we do that I've been doing that my whole life mm-hmm. so it was easy for me to forget the injury ride a dirt bike because that's what I've been doing my whole life skateboarding is forgetting the injuries I've had since the late 70s right you know I've gotten hurt a lot skateboarding yeah but what I realized in in this injury that Skateboarding is just as dangerous as motocross. Right. I, mean, I have comments, people going like, yeah, <laughs> I broke my femur, <laughs> broke my elbow, my ACL, you know, got concussions, uh, skateboarding. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. which I don't ever think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you got to kind of find that balance in it, right? Because it's like, you can get in that place where you're crippled by that fear of what could happen, or you just kind of embrace it. And it's not that you're ignorant to it, but you're yeah. just like, I don't want to let what could happen stop me from what I think is possible and achieving something that's beyond my limits yeah. right now. And like, and that's how you learn. Sometimes it does push back. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a healthy fear mm-hmm. that kind of keeps you safe and kind of uh, <clears throat> keeps you focused on, on what's possible and what's not. But then there's an unhealthy fear that's going to keep you from progressing to that next level uh, into things that you you know in your heart you can do but there's something holding you back yeah um, so there's it's a really it's a balance it's a it's a wise balance that you mm-hmm. have to make um, and like I said that that comes with a lot of wisdom um, whether to take that chance or not you'll you know the timing based on the maturity of, of level of your thinking you know but um, I, f- I feel that fear really has a lot to do with controlling people and our actions and and there's an unhealthy fear uh, fear out there that that I want to try to help people get over mm-hmm. you know so what are the most practical ways you think you can do that um well everyone's different you know I know what I I do um, is face for me is is face a fear mm-hmm. and after it's done and you face it, you kind of look back and say, like, how how bad was that? You know, right. did I did I die from it? Did <laughs> I get hurt? You know, was it that painful? And then just kind of just baby step it. It's like, hey, well, maybe I'll push it another level next time mm-hmm. to a point where you're like, you're not even scared anymore. Right. You kind of look back. It worked then. 
All right, I'll use that as a little bit of momentum to build. and. Yeah, so it's always baby steps, but it's not even so much physical. I meant uh, something that's dangerous. I mean, people are scared to do things that aren't dangerous. Right. And it's more uh, being ashamed or embarrassed. That fear is unhealthy fear, you know, that people speak into their own lives. It's like, perfect example is like, um, I had art night the other night and my daughter was there um, with some friends <clears throat> and I invited them to to do art and and immediately one of her friends goes oh I can't draw I can't even draw stick figures <laughs> just and I, and put I herself said, in that right away and I said hey yeah. don't I go don't say that right I go you just limited yourself you just, yeah, yeah you just limited what the possibilities of you you I go, you are an artist, you just haven't discovered that yet. Right. I go, here's some paper, here's a pen, and I'll kind of guide you through and let you know how I approach art. And she was out there drawing and stuff, and um, you know, she she got past that fear of like, I go, we're, nobody judges here. Right. We're all artists, we're all doing our thing, so we're not gonna judge what you do, yeah. how well you do it. And I think that helped her progress to that next level, of like, who knows maybe she will get more serious about it yeah well it's easy to put these walls over our life these ceilings over our life where we're like looking at what other people are doing like well I'm not going to do it to that level so why even try and the same with the art like well I'm not going to paint you know starry starry night so why even go for it but it's like well you could create something that could actually impact someone else right it might not be the greatest thing ever but for that one person it could be right and so that right there in itself kind of kind of makes that difference yeah, and I think the reason why I've been so sex, the reason why I've been so successful with a lot of things is because I have this attitude of like I don't say that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I say that I would love to someday want to do it. Right. So I never put that negative continuity to how I see things. Right. You know, it's always like, oh, that looks pretty difficult, but maybe I can do that someday. Or you know what? I love how gnarly that is. I want to try that someday. Right. But I never say, like, no, there's no way I can ever do that. Right. Yeah, so that's what separates people. Mm-hmm. It's your thinking and how you approach life. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think um, what are the things that you're, like, I know you practice gratitude a lot. You're always posting about being grateful for things on Instagram and stuff like that. What, what do you feel like that sim from recognizing and being aware of how powerful gratitude is? Um... Well, I mean, being grateful leads to humility, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it really teaches you not to take things for granted, you know, that you should be grateful for everything that you have because everyone's situation is different, you know, and everybody um, looks at life differently of what's meaningful and what's not. Um, When I broke my femur, um, I was grateful that I could actually go to the bathroom by myself (laughs) and actually walk again right because not being able to walk yeah for like three weeks was devastating yeah you know and um we we take getting up and and walking to the bathroom for granted yeah you know and when i couldn't do it i I realized how special it is to be able to use your legs right you know let alone ride a skateboard or ride a dirt bike absolutely so um yeah, it's just it's just the little things like that that add up, mm-hmm. you know, and um, 
just not taking advantage of the things that are, are given to us in this life and and making sure we appreciate everything that that's offered to us mm-hmm. yeah. what are you most grateful for right now um my relationship with god yeah <laughs> absolutely uh grateful that i finally opened my ears and my heart to um having a relationship with christ and and um getting to know him on a personal level mm-hmm. uh, be able to go to church and get the wisdom from the Bible there yeah. you know and fellowship with other people who have the same um, relationship you know and I'm grateful for that because it's helped me change as a person <clears throat> helped me become a better friend a better husband a better father um, just Help me look at life differently and not care so much what the world thinks and how the world views what's important. Mm-hmm. God's really showed me what's important in life. And uh, so it's made me actually a little bit more calm. Wow. I hope I was already calm. Yeah. But it's made me more calm about what's important and what we gain in life and what we lose. And... I'm okay with losing worldly things. Mm-hmm. It's not going to control me or uh, change my my joy and happiness. Your I joy think. is rooted in something my eternal joy, and internal. Yeah, yeah, my joy is rooted of knowing Christ and, yeah. and knowing Jesus, and then uh, in turn, it's outwardly poured out to how I view the world and how I view people and right. and what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't let those things um, change or or um, dictate how I'm gonna feel right. that day. So, like even like what we're going through right now with the whole outbreak of that virus, coronavirus, and and how people are, are reacting to it, it doesn't scare me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. scared. I mean. Things, things happen for a reason and you know obviously we gotta take precaution and stuff but right. uh, I'm not gonna let I don't watch the news yeah same you know? I, I, I avoid it but obviously you're hearing all about it and for me personally I'm like well from what I understand it's just like any other thing and if I'm taking care of myself you know I'm working nutritionally honoring myself if I'm staying hygienic then you know it'll be like anything else like we'll kind of get through it we'll kind of move forward um, but at the end of the day I'm not gonna let fear stop me from coming to the skate park or going and enjoying life life goes on you know yeah so yeah, we just have to you know deal with it on a day by day basis and things yeah. are changing around the world I mean the whole world is, is getting affected and a lot of people are really afraid absolutely you know um, and I think that's a good opportunity for us kind of as believers to really stand in faith for them on behalf almost interceding like hey man I know you're going through this and you're struggling and you're yeah. scared right now but I'm going to believe with you that tomorrow is going to be a better day. Yeah, and I'm already dealing with that with some friends right now and trying to convince them and talk to them that everything's good, especially uh, Christian friends. Like yeah. They, should, they, for one, should have enough faith to be like, <laughs> don't be afraid. Right. You know, I'm like, I, I made a joke about it. Not, not that it's a joke, but I'm like, well, maybe it's end times. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're like, don't say that. Don't speak that. You know, I'm not ready for it. It's like, well, you're never going to be never ready Never going to be it. ready, yeah. So... You know, <laughs> and constantly kind of wait for you to be ready for it. Exactly. You know? So yeah. just be stoked that 
we we lived our lives that will how we've lived them and if if this world ends we're going to a better place absolutely <laughs> you know so i'm not afraid yeah yeah that's awesome well dude thank you for your time i'm just thankful for the opportunity to have you on here and uh just honestly stoked to know you man it's truly a blessing and appreciate encouraged it. by everything that you're doing thanks so. appreciate it absolutely yeah. Woo!